0: Greetings, this is Pastor Curtis L. Robinson, Sr. of the Emergent Hope Ministries, and I'm so glad that you have tuned into the Lotus Flower Podcast, a radio ministry of Emergent Hope Ministries. And today, in this episode, it's entitled, Is It True? that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And one of the realities of human life is that we must all deal with is our sin condition. What may seem obvious to you if you have come to faith in Christ may not be so clear to those outside the faith. Some may even wonder if it's true that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not sure of the answer, it is yes. In the book of Romans, Paul expresses this fact that we must all come to grips with. He expressed the fact that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. and That's in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. And this one truth of our sinful condition actually keeps some from coming to Christ. Because the first thing that you must do to come to Christ is to acknowledge that you're a sinner. You must also admit that you are wrong about who you are and how you've been living. Yet when you make that step, you are recognizing that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, you might ask the question, what does all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you look at this verse, the first word I want you to focus on is the word all, A L L. Now, this means that there's no one left out. That's all of us, that's everyone. And right before this verse, Paul states that there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. This means that every person ever born on the face of this earth has fallen short of God's requirement, making all of us sinners. And in case you are wondering how this is possible, you must understand what God's requirement is. And God's requirement is not measured by weights and scales where you balance out the good and the bad. You know, it's not about that. God's requirement is measured by perfection. And you must do everything right according to his law 100% of the time. And here is what he said. Now he said that For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it in James chapter 2 verse 10. So let me ask you, have you ever broken at least one of God's laws? And it's okay to say yes, because we both know the answer. And since this is true, then you are guilty and I am just as guilty as you are. God's requirement is not that we keep most of the law, but all of it. And when you break one law, it's the same as if you have been broken them all. And for this reason, we all have sinned, and we all are sinners because there is not one of us who has ever kept the entire law perfectly except Jesus. So as we look at Romans chapter 3, as we look at its context, we find that the book of Romans is one of the best books for defining the doctrine of the Christian faith. And if you want to understand clearly what we believe, Romans is a great book to study. In chapter 3, Paul is laying out an argument that no one is justified by keeping the law because no one can keep it. And the purpose of the law was to make us aware of our sinful condition for us to recognize just how far away we are from living up to God's standards. Because he says that, therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sins, Romans 3 and 20. And when you stop and think about it, The law is designed to point us to grace. When you are made aware of your sinful condition, you have two choices. You can continue to try to obtain righteousness on your own, which no one can accomplish. Or you can receive righteousness through faith, which everyone has access to. Now, God did not just make us aware of our sinful condition, but he provided a remedy for us to deal with it. While, yes, it is true that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, it is also true that uh, we have been given the opportunity for redemption through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So how do we know that everyone is in need of God's grace? Just how do we know that? The reason we know that everyone needs God's grace is simply because we are all sinners. And if you don't start with the recognition of your sinful condition, you will never acknowledge your need for God's grace. When you know that you're a sinner and you know that there is nothing that you can do to change it on your own, then that leaves you with no choice but to depend on God's grace. And that's why I said earlier that the law is designed to point us to grace. So do God's people still need God's grace? One of the most difficult categories of people to address are people who think that they are good by nature. While people may have good qualities and most have a decent sense of morality, the problem is that the standard isn't good. Their standard is perfect. And if you think that you are a good person and that is enough, then you will miss the truth that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In fact, here is what the Bible says about good people in that same chapter of Romans. It says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. And that's Romans chapter 3, verse 10 through 12. No one. The question of thinking that you are good is a question of who you are comparing yourself to. And what does good? actually mean. If you compare yourself to other people, you can always find someone who looks worse than you are. And that's very easy to do, isn't it? Remember the story of the Pharisee in Luke chapter 18? You know, here is how he prayed. He prayed, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this Pharisee, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all that I get. You you know, and so this Pharisee was standing up and just declaring how good a person he was. And he did it by comparing himself to someone else. And in this case, a tax collector at at that. However, if you read the next few verses, you will discover that although this Pharisee thought that he was good, he did not go home justified. He missed his own sinful condition because he measured himself up against a tax collector and not up against a holy God. So let's not make the mistake of measuring our our lives against other people. We must always measure ourselves against God's standards of holiness and perfection. And when that is the standard, you will quickly see how woefully short that we fall. So I ask, is God's grace enough for every sinner? There is a good side to the situation, and that good side is the grace of God. While it is true that all have sinned and fall short, of the glory of God, we need to be thankful that it is not the end of the story. Simply look at the next verse and it says, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus, Romans three twenty four. There are two words that appear in both verse 23 and 24 here. That word is all, as I stated in the beginning. Yes, it is true that we have all sinned, but it is also true that we all are justified freely by his grace. Amen. And as far as I know, all means all. And that has not changed. All includes every Jew and Gentile, which makes this available to everyone on the face of the earth, regardless of your sinful condition. If you will come to God in repentance and put your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation, you will find grace to forgive and grace to justify you, which means that God will see you just as if you had never sinned. You get transferred from being in the place of falling short to the place of measuring up because Christ's righteousness has been applied to your account. So the other question, how does this encourage us in our personal walk? The ability of God's grace means that there is hope for us when we fall short. The truth is that not only have we fallen short of the glory of God in the past, but there will be moments when we will fall short again in the future. In these moments, you can run back to God, repent, and find forgiveness. Yes, you can. God offers that. You can find forgiveness and grace to cleanse your sins. There is not a license. Well, this is not a license to to sin or a get out of jail free card. Because if you see it that way, then you don't even understand grace at all. This is an acknowledgement that we fall short. And we are dependent on Christ's righteousness to make up the difference. You will never reach a point where you stand in your own righteousness. You never will. Remember what happened to the Pharisee, you know, if you are even tempted to do that. But you will always stand in Christ's righteousness. That means as long as you remain in Christ, you will always be in a place of justification. Yes, I love that. A place of justification, just as if I'd never sinned. If Christians are saved, do they still have a sinful nature? Of course, we all do. We all have a sinful nature, but God has given us a remedy even for that, because he says that if we sin and if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just enough to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is Pastor Curtis L. Robinson with the Lotus Flower Podcast, a ministry of the Emerging Hope Ministries. Have a great day until I see you again.